Hello, this is Black Country Blokes Tune the Fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the mums, especially on my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen, listen. I've been here. This is Black Country Blokes Tune of Hat with me, Kev Dillon and Lee Cadman. Today we're doing our first Skype episode. Now, we're going to be talking about the coronavirus today. Yes, we have got to look after the physically vulnerable, the elderly, the health immune. But I think what we also have to do is remember there's so many people out there suffering with mental health problems. Now, what I heard the other day from one of my very close friends who's suffering with mental illness, that all key workers have got to go into work, i.e. your nurses, your doctors. But what's happening is, a lot of people within the mental health system won't be going out door to door, they'll be making phone calls. And I know that sounds good to somebody who hasn't got mental ill health, but some people struggle to talk over the telephone. They need that one-to-one interaction. So I understand in one way what they're saying, saying if this if Kevin goes door to door with 10 people and he gets poorly, what's going to happen to these 10 people? But we don't realise the damage that's doing to those 10 people. What do you think about this, Lee? Um, it's a very tricky situation. Um, I think most people now know that, that my youngest is disabled and, and um, we've we quarantined and, and took the kids out of school well before they, they officially did it to keep, to keep her safe. Um, and you've got to keep this social distance. I mean, it's, it's quite obvious this virus is going to spread really rapidly. So the less we see other people, the better. But it is going to have a knock-on effect with with people's mental health. But what I will say is you can still go out and you can walk. You can just avoid places that would be crowded. So there's no reason you can't take the dog out and do just some normal routine stuff that you'd usually do, which would help your mental health. Ultimately, it's not going to help anyone being cooped up in four rooms for the next uh, month so or maybe further. So get get out. Just do it, do it responsibly. Another thing, because, I mean, when you have got mental ill health, they say the worst thing to do if you've got suicidal tendencies is to isolate. So this is when we've got to be reaching out, not just sending a, a text message, but now's the time to be video chatting or calling. If you know someone who's struggling, please call. Well, and I think us two have called, haven't we, more in the last few few days, weeks than we have in a long time. You know, we've been on the phone pretty much every day, just having a quick chat. And, and sometimes that's all it needs a quick chat and um, just just talk through what's happening uh, and don't be frightened of it. Ultimately, a lot of the things that are going on at the moment, you can't do nothing about, but there is things you can do, like uh, like avoiding as much as you can other people. Um, I think that's what you've got to do. And I think the other thing that uh, I only realised the other day when I was walking Jasmine to school, how much is going to have an effect on not, her, not just her generation as a four-year-old at reception, but like the older, uh, the older kids, because now's the time that you do look to your role models, your peers, your elders, your friends for role models. So I don't want them growing up to be germaphobes, anxiety, because um, it's already such a large epidemic. But we've got to be leading a good example, i.e. being kind. If your neighbour needs something, go and knock on, uh, give them a call or shout over the fence, see if they need something. Because at the moment, with everyone panic buying it, 
this ruthlessness. We need to stop and care. Just because we've got to look after ourselves doesn't mean we have to be selfish. That's right. You can look after other people. I mean, we've been very lucky. I think we've had three visitors today um, and they've all left stuff on the door for us instead of... Um... You know, instead of knocking and calling, they left stuff on the door, and we've we've phoned or we've waved from the window. You know, you can still you can still help people, um, and don't be afraid to do that. You know, get out there. There is going to be people who need your help, your next door neighbours, your your nans, your aunts, who ideally need to be quarantined at this point. They need to be self isolated, whether they've been in contact with people or not. You know, the death rate for this is quite scary, um, and we need to make sure those people are looked after and don't have to go out. So I think in this time of crisis, we're going to lose more people through loneliness, depression, than we probably will for the actual violence, um, uh, virus. And I think something that a good friend of mine said the other day, a lot of us identify with what we do. So when we lose our, our job, our, our place of being a bricklayer, being a boxing coach, whatever it is, that's when we struggle because we're thinking, well, what is my purpose now? And I think when we're financially insecure, then we start to panic, then we start getting greedy. And hopefully the other side of this, if the country and the people can get together, we'll come away as a better nation, a better world, where we're not so consumed by what he's got next door and start thinking, well, if he is short, what can I do? Because if I need it, i.e. my neighbour's got milk and Jasmine needs it, but I've got some tomato sauce and she needs it, let's start helping one another instead of thinking, well, let's hold on to all the milk that eventually have to pour it down the drain. How selfish? Well, to me, I mean, going on to that, um, as, again, with, with the situation I'm in, I really couldn't care about work and money at this point. The, my, my focus is making sure that my little one doesn't get ill from it. And I hope that people learn the value of life over money because... There's been a few occasions this week where I spoke to friends and family and they said, well, this person's still going into work, even though potentially he's got these symptoms because he's too worried about money. But actually the knock on effect of him going into work, someone else catching it, which then passes it on to someone who is vulnerable, it far outweighs the money that person's going to earn. And let me tell you something else. You can earn more money. You can earn more money. You will come out of this and you'll get out there and you'll get another job and you'll earn more money. Precisely. Money is just a tool, isn't it? But this is when, like, um, as someone said, it's not the first time this country's had to ration and stick together. And I said, the difference is in the Blitz and in the war, we had a common enemy. And what they do, because we had a common enemy, we'd all get together in communities. I think the thing with this is we don't know what we're fighting against. We don't know how long it's going to be for. And we have to isolate. Yeah, I think it's also we don't have the same strength of communities we used to have. Um, but things like this will make that community stronger. So, you know, if we're looking for positives to come out of this, I have no doubt that our community spirit coming out of this will be a lot stronger. Now, you, you me, we're quite lucky that we have the boxing club as our community, um, as well as now the people who join us on this podcast. I think a lot of people, a lot of the guests are now part of our community, and we have that good, strong community spirit where we're phoning people up and making sure people are okay. Um, but I don't think that spreads as wide as it should. Hopefully that will change with um, uh, with what's going on. People will come out with more community spirit. 
And I think, as, as we say, back to the mental health, um, I think at the end of this, hopefully, my, my, you know, making a good thing out of a bad thing, hopefully once people can actually see the loved ones, once they've been locked in with them for a month or however long, and you can actually see how some people are suffering, then you might, you might open people's eyes up and go, I never knew, Lee, you suffered this much, or Kev, I never realised you suffered. So hopefully, once this is all finished, and it will finish, and everything finishes, then it'll bring people to together. But I don't want, as a next generation, to be germaphobes and be so frightened. So we've got to be careful what we're teaching our children now. Yeah, that's right. Kids still still got to play in the dirt, haven't they? And and, and have fun. And, and yeah, it's, it's a scary time, but they've still got to live life once this is over. Go back to a bit of normality. And we've got to we've got to watch like at this time, I'm a, I'm a dad myself. And like because the gym's closed, I have nothing to do. Now Jasmine's uh, out of school. Um, my wife's still got to work from home, so it's go- I'm going to go to a full time daddy. And what we've got to do is play, draw, read, write. I'm terrible at reading and writing, but I'm going to encourage you to do these things because I don't want to just be sat in front of the TV or on the iPlayer or iPod. All the time. So it's, this is our greatest chance now to show our children what it's all about. Kev, sorry, your camera's just for some reason flipped onto its side view. Can you just adjust your camera? Again, people, remember we we are very unedited here, so um, I apologise. That's better, Kev. It's come back round now. Uh, apologise for that. We are yeah, we are very raw. Sorry about that, gang. I'm a bit of a technical dinosaur. <laughs> Something started popping up on my phone, which I record it on, then I press something and the phone updated. But back to what we were saying. So now's the time where we've got to start being the best parents that we can be. We always try to be the best parents we can be. But I feel like, I think where it's going to hit my daughter the most, not with the learning as such, because she's uh, four years old from reception and we can still do our bits and bobs. Luckily, my wife reads to her often. Anyway, every night she reads for at least one story and we're always telling each of the stories and singing songs. But it's the social aspects, because she's a, a lonely um, a lonely daughter, a, a single child. She isn't going to have that necessarily child interaction. What do you think, Lee? I mean, you're lucky because you've got the three of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm lucky that uh, the other two do have chance to play with each other, um, but also argue with each other, which is what we've found. So we took our kids out a bit longer because of my daughter's condition. So uh, they they are um, they're coming up to a week in isolation already, um, and that's going to get tougher as we go. That they're going to argue and 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 fight. So we have to try and keep them occupied. And I suppose the same goes with your daughter. Keep keep them occupied as much as possible. But unfortunately, um, being being isolated without any other children's just one of those things that comes along with this um there's not a lot you can do uh, to keep to keep it uh, it's safe as possible that's what you've got to do i think we're gonna have a massive baby boom after this but i think we're also gonna have a massive divorce boom yeah i think it's both um uh, my sister works within uh, kids that need help because of things uh, like parents be- being violent and uh, there's going to be a massive problem around that as well no kids are going to be around all the time um it's quite a sad state of affairs and it is isn't it because you're staying at home you're all getting under each feet so i'm going to have a can which turns into four cans which turns into eight cans that's daily and i think 
domestic abuse is already so bad. But I think when everyone's in all the time and you have That's nothing to do, you can't nip at, you can't just nip to the shops, you can't jump in your car and go to the pub, you can't go to the gym. You're just there swinging mm-hmm. away, smoking mm-hmm. away, doing whatever your voice is. And unfortunately, those around you normally suffer from it, don't they? That's it, and especially with the added pressure of money uh, on top of that, not being not being able to earn, and um, uh, top of the stress of just having uh, the the prospect of uh, the virus hitting your house as well. You know, it's a lot. People are under a lot of pressure, but I think people just need to remember that we just need to get as many people through this as possible. Um, the businesses, uh, your jobs, they'll all bounce back. They'll all come back. It's, it, that's proven within history. You know, we've we, we've had so many recessions already, and there's been an upturn. Ultimately, if you, if you're dead, you're not coming back. So that's that should be our focus. I'd just like to say as well, uh, the other week I completed my mental health first aid with Mental Health First. I'd like to give them a big shout out. Ian and Matt were on the show the other week. And uh, I'd like to say something that they said to me, and it's it stuck in my mind. Um, a first aider, like if you get hit by a car, it's not your job to go and put that person back together again. It's your job to keep them alive until the professionals get there. And I think it's the same with this. If you are struggling, please send a group message and hopefully we can talk to you via messenger or we can point you in the direction of some of the hotlines and different people. And something that he said to me, and it's really stuck my mind. When we when we have to ask someone, or we should ask someone to say, are you suicidal? Because we're not frightened of asking the question. We're frightened of getting the answer. But if your friend, your partner, your loved one does say they, they are, then it's your duty of care to inform someone. Because it is better to lose a friend than to lose a friend. It is better to have a friend fall out with you without friends still be alive. So now sometimes we've got to not worry about if it's going to impact us with the friendship, but look after those. So if, once again, if you have got any questions, please type us in a question or, you know, just know that someone else is out there. Because as we've said on this programme so many times, we've all suffered. We have people who suffer within our family, within our peers. So you're not alone. That's right, Kev. That's right. Don't don't be afraid to get in touch with us. Just don't get in touch with Kev via Skype, obviously. It's <laughs> 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 put you off. <laughs> there we go. No, um, no, don't be don't be afraid at all to get in touch. Um, there is help out there for people who need it, and no doubt in the coming months, people are going to need that even more. So uh, yeah, we'll be there. That's for sure. Is there any advice or anything you'd like to give anyone out there, Lee, who's suffering your situation, or just a bit of a pep talk for anyone? Um, I don't, not so much of a pep talk, but I, I think it needs to be really hammered home that even if you don't show symptoms of this, you can pass it on easily to someone who it's going to really affect. So let's really concentrate on not affecting other people. Let's put the selfishness aside. Um, you know, I saw it last night once the pubs were closed, that the pubs were filling up just to get a last drink in, but they don't realise the knock-on effect they're doing that. You know, uh, just... Don't think about yourself. Think about everyone else. The knock-on effect of that is terrible. Me and Kate said the exact same thing. Going, I guarantee we're going to have a massive spread now because everyone is going to the booze and going, Lee, I love you. I'll see you in a fortnight, mate. Yeah. Well, there's a few things that they could have, the, the government probably should have shut the pub straight away. 
that second. Um, I mean, the, this is the weird thing. So the pubs are still doing takeout, so you can still go. You just can't can't drink there. So do that responsibly. Take it away. Um, the pubs the pubs should have should have known this and should have shut. And the people going to them should know better. You know, this is going to kill a lot of people. Let let's try and make it as less people as we possibly can. And the way to do that is by staying away from people. I think, I think when I've talked to people, if we had a chicken pox or a big red mark on our face, and if you go, you have got it. But I think at this time of the year as well, when most people have got a cough and a cold and the sniffles, and you're not sure if you've got it or if you haven't got it. And it's that English mentality of going, I'm going to keep going. But mm. I've, no, I've known people in very well-paid jobs at the moment. They've gone, but well, Kev, I'll tell you something, he's got such a high temperature. But I've come in, I've, I've, and I go, well, if he's got such a high temperature, you could catch it, then my mom or my nan could mm. catch it. That's, well, the thing is, they could already have it, let alone catch it. They could already have it and pass it on. You know, some people aren't showing symptoms at all. So there's quite possible you've got it. And look at the rate it's spreading. You, there's a very good chance you have got it. You're just not showing symptoms. And the people you pass it on to, unfortunately, that, that, that could be the end for them. So really, just think about what you're doing. Is it really worth a drink for someone's life? Mm. And I think that's a beautiful thing you said, because... The selfish, looking after yourself and being selfish, it comes into that, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, it's the very selfishness of, but we, we've designed ourselves to be like this, haven't we? Not us, personally, but we've also, we've almost been conditioned into being this. Yeah, um, I mean, in a sense, Kev, I'm very lucky with what we've gone through with my daughter, because we've had to do things like self-isolate, and we've we've gone through crises with her. With her. Um, so, there's a few things, there's a few pieces of advice I probably can give people in that situation. And that's number one, you'll know when to act um, and act at that point. Don't ignore your gut feelings. Like I knew that my, my kids had to come out of school. So I, so I did that. I pulled them out um, on the, you know, there's, there was a time when Calla was not, not very old. She'd suffered quite a few seizures, but that was the only thing we'd really seen with her. And then it came to Christmas literally Christmas, uh, the day before she came down with a cold. And we'd not really faced this before. We thought, well, it's just a cold. Um, and that was, a, that was the worst thing we thought, you know, it's just a cold. By Christmas Day, she got pr progressively worse. By Boxing Day, we ended up in hospital for two weeks. But if I'd have reacted, which my gut feeling was to react and take her up at the hospital when she first showed that, that sign of a cold, we, we wouldn't have gone through that. She'd have been checked, she'd have been on antibiotics, and, and we wouldn't have had to go through those two weeks in hospital. So don't don't ignore your gut feeling. If you are feeling bad and it's getting worse, especially with someone vulnerable, make sure you are getting getting the help you, you need. But it was you that I mainly listened to when we said, uh, should we close the club? It was before the government, and, and then people said, we'll be okay, we'll be okay. And then it was you. Uh, messaged them, phoned me and said, what's the worst case scenario, Kev, if you close? And I said, well, people might go to another boxing club. And he went, um, what's the best thing? What's the best thing? You know, what's the what's the outcomes? And I said, well, we might not be able to, uh, they might go to different clubs. He went, but what's the worst outcome? How about from those nans and granddads, your mom, your dad? And it spreads. So yeah. for the sake of probably losing a few boxers to other clubs or whatever, 
doesn't outweigh passing it on to one of the vulnerable. That's right. That's right. And I think at that time, people weren't realising how serious it is. And hopefully now it's hammering home, actually, how serious this is all around. You know, it is going to affect people's mental health. So we need to be there for that. It is going to affect people's day to day lives. We need to be there. We need to show support for people. Um, But let's not panic about it. Uh, Ultimately, we can't control it at the same time. There's no control in it. You just have to do what you've got to do when, when when you have that gut feeling and go and do it. So don't try and control it. Don't worry about it. Because ultimately, even with my daughter now, I'm not worried about her getting it. Because ultimately, if she's going to get it, she's going to get it. And there's, there's really, we've took the measures now to try and prevent that as much as possible. But it's still possible that she will. At that point, that's when we'll react. If she if she starts showing signs, we'll start reacting to those signs. My my wife worked for nine 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 ambulance for like almost ten years, and I want to say something on her behalf. If you are seriously ill, seriously ill, like your daughter, phone nine nine nine. Don't don't think phone nine nine nine. If if you're in a crisis, your heart, you're breathing, you're choking. You are seriously ill for 999. But if you are coming down with a cold or what this corona might be, 30 odd year old bloke, if I've got it, isolate. Because the time that you're on that phone, some other person might need it more than you. And they are so stretched at the moment. People are, they, they, they're calling out at the moment for people to come and sign up. So if you want to do something and help, maybe get in touch. It takes a month to get registered and do all your training. But that is a real job that people could do because they are going to get sick as well. Every one of them is going to get sick. So if we can help the 999 calls, wouldn't that be brilliant? But if you have got diarrhea, if you have got a cold, don't go to see an AME because all you're doing is spreading it to someone who might really need to be there. And when we're phoning up saying, I might have this, I might have that, follow the guidelines of NHS because we're still going to have car accidents. We're still going to have domestic abuse. We're still going to have heart attacks, strokes. So while we're on the phone going, I might have it as a, a, a well person, save those lines for those who might need it. But if you do need it, please look after yourselves. There is a lot of information out there on uh, NHS UK. So let's find out. Let's look at the symptoms. Let's not panic. Let's not buy into the propaganda. Let's look after ourselves, but let's be sensible and use your good feeling, as Lee said. Yeah, mate, I think that's it, is it, for this one? Well, yeah. I'm going to end on a quick quote, and it's, the world won't end with a bang, it'll end with a whimper. So, until next week, gang, tarot a bit. Listen, listen, listen. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you'd like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page, and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, tarot a bit. Listen, listen.